Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health, your wealth, your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Way. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor, because a healthy body is a sexy body. Ooh, modern lovers, you know what else is sexy? A nice, beautiful glass of wine. And today we're going to be talking about a woman-owned wine business in the world of wine. Teneral Cellars is a woman-owned and run wine business. From its home in Northern California, it's created a unique digital platform that's aimed at a community of like-minded women, though they don't mind if men are sipping too. Women who like to sip, create, and act with purpose. This is a socially forward wine business. It's data-driven and built for the largest consumer base in the entire wine industry, guess who, everybody? It's women. That's right. And I'm going to introduce you in just a moment to the brilliant entrepreneur who created Teneral Cellars. But first, we're going to experience our very first holiday season in the midst of a global pandemic and a lockdown. What are you going to do about those treasured family get-together celebrations at your temple, your church, your mosque, your children's school, holiday performances? It doesn't matter whether you're single, widowed, divorced, or partners. Under the best of circumstances, you may have noticed the holidays can be a challenge. You know, I've heard so many stories over the years. Uh, God, one just popped into my head of two guys who were doctors who got in a fist fight under their mother's Thanksgiving table because she passed the gravy to the younger brother first. And the next thing you know, they're rolling on the floor. So holidays can be challenging. And what are we going to do to meet these times? Well, I have something for you. We've created a wonderful training all about holiday love in the time of covid So you can join me Saturday, November 14th for this live event, virtual, of course, Holiday Love 7, Powerful Secrets to Your Best Love Now, and you might even call it Pandemic Can't Stop Love. So take action, grab your seat on Eventbrite, and register. We're doing COVID pricing, so this is 50% less than we normally charge And you're welcome to share the link with family and friends or email me at love, L-O-V-E, at docwade, D-O-C-W-A-D-E dot com for more information. So on to our dear Dr. Brenda question. Thank you for your questions. Keep them coming. I love hearing from you. You can send them via social media or via email. This one came in via email. It says, Dr. Brenda, I've been communicating with a man I met on Match.com for over a month. I've grown to like him, and I want to schedule a meeting. Do you have any suggestions on how I should prepare for our time together, how we should socialize or socially distance? Should we have a meal? Should we have a drink? 
Well, only if you're drinking Colonel Sellers wine, but here's my advice. It's important to take your time. One of the things about women dating is that women tend to jump in with their hearts and un... (laughs) How can I put it? Uh, Don't listen to their heads, just to be completely blunt. So take a socially distanced walk. Take your time. Don't jump into a meal because that requires more safety measures. And it's too easy to start feeling like, oh, yeah, he's really great. It's okay that he just yelled at the waiter or he just did whatever, whatever. No, actually spend less time so you can use your head, review any triggers that you see, talk them over with a trusted friend who will be honest with you if you saw triggers, and above all, check yourself on your own love patterns. Okay. And then you have that glass of wine. And our guest today is Jill Ozier, who has launched over 10 startups. She's a seasoned sales and marketing executive. She holds board seats on a number of regional university career development programs. Jill is the recipient of the 2012 Bronze Stevie Award for Female Executive of the Year in Consumer Products for up to 2,500 employees. She was honored with the East Bay Business Times 40 Under 40, she says a few years back. Oh, I don't know about that. And the San Jose Business Journal's Top Women in Business. Jill is the co-founder and director of Gold Line Brands. It's a full-service winery group in El Dorado County, California, the gold country, everybody. And she's a serial entrepreneur and activist for social justice and is considered a connector and a disruptor. And I am so honored, Jill, to welcome you to Modern Love Radio Podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Wade, for having me. I'm, I'm honored to be here today. Well, I'm not so formal. You can call me I Dr. Know, B. I or Dr. Call Brenda. You Dr. How about Wade? that? I know. So I am so delighted to have you. Now, you've got to tell us the story. How did you, from all the wonderful things you've been doing out there in the world that had to do with more technical or the time that you were at Special Olympics as executive director, how did you get drawn into the wine field? Well, you know, it's interesting. I've always, I've, I've always had a passion for love, and, and I actually got introduced to wine through um, my years at Special Olympics. We had a phenomenal board of directors and uh, quite a few who were winery owners and collectors. And uh, you know, I started a business years ago with Ellen Tauscher before she became Congresswoman and Undersecretary of State. And I think she ruined me. She, her everyday drinking wine was uh, Gurgachill Chardonnay. So I learned to have a an appreciation of great wine early on. And, and I don't mm. have that sort of on my vision board to, to be in the wine industry. Um, but it wasn't until I was doing a lot of different consulting for, you know, uh, for double, double bottom line startups that I met um, Paul, who is my partner at Goldline Brands. And I realized that we complemented each other on our skill set. So he was a trained attorney and a CFO, and I was more on the marketing and sales side. And we both had this passion for wine, and we helped enough people start their own businesses where I think the universe said one time enough, you know, why don't you do this for yourself? And we saw oh, an opportunity in the wow. wine. Yeah. yeah, and, and you know, we saw an opportunity in the wine industry, so we 
we we took a dive in and we uh, we purchased mica cellars uh, in late 2015 and moved up to El Dorado County, uh, which is just a beautiful wine region. And and I've lived in the Bay Area since 1985, and I wasn't even aware it was up here. And so it is the, beautiful uh, up there. For those who don't know, let me put in a plug. That is one of the most beautiful areas of beautiful California. So El Dorado Hills. And Jill, once you jumped in to the wine business, what did you discover as a woman business owner in this industry? So I will answer that, but a quick clarification for your listeners. So El Dorado Hills Mm -hmm. is a a town. We're in El Dorado County. Mm -hmm. So um, Uh a big big difference when you're looking it up. So you want to, and we're in the wine AVA of fair play, which is two words. So, uh, but to answer your question, Brenda, when, when, you know, we're in this business and it's a great business, um, you know, but it's for me as someone who has always used my voice and always aligned my heart and mind and to speak truth and, and not just to speak it, but to, to, you know, put that into action. um, I, I really felt like, you know, when COVID hit, um, we were all working remotely. You have a lot more time to think about things. Um, and then with the death of George Floyd, um, I went to my, to Paul, as well as our two other executives, and I suggested that we, uh, we have a very diverse investor base, employee base, and consumer base, um, and I suggested we do a letter, you know, a, a statement in support. And so we put something out there, um, and it was not received well by some of our, our male investors. Um, and not to get too in much into that. In support of the racial think, equity movement, you mean? Cor- correct. Um, and he, uh, oh, okay. yeah, so, so it just, it, so here's what it did for me. Um, it, it, it really made me say, um, you know, as a leader in the wine industry, first I started to look internally and I started to see that I am, uh, you know, a, an executive and a leader in an industry that is very white, male, and privileged, um, at dominated. And that I started looking at statistics. And while there's 14% female winemakers in California, there's only 10% across the U.S. And, and neither of those numbers are good. But then I looked even deeper to say there's 0.1% black winemakers, both men and women. And then when you look at, you start peeling back the industry, and you, if you say, if, if, if you pull out the women that, that have inherited businesses or second, third, fourth generation, or, or women that um, come in and buy tasting rooms versus running bigger wine businesses, there are, there are, there's not enough, there, not nearly so enough. So I know where this is headed because I know who you are. You're a renegade, and you said, wait a minute. This is exactly the right industry for me. There aren't enough women and darn it, I'm going to get it and make it better, right? Well, there's ab- absolutely. I mean, so for me, it was like I know you part so of the well. Yeah, of well, course you Brenda, are. My back- and I admire yeah. that about you. Yes, thank you. And you know, my background at Special Olympics taught me a lot about cause marketing. I know that 78% of Americans believe that companies are going to make a difference. You know, not necessarily the government. And so I need to use my voice to make a difference. And so. I realized I need to, you know, reclaim the power that's always been within me, um, and that's part of the, you know, now how does that definition. jive with your consumers? Because this is the key thing with cause-driven marketing, is that I think sometimes people believe, gee, if your business is championing a cause, 
it'll hurt your sales. What's your experience with that? How does your drive it? Well, well, first of all, there's no there's no proof to back that up. Actually, companies on Wall Street that actually care about community and give back uh, tend to outperform companies that don't. So I think especially for the female audience um, who care about doing well by doing good, we give them, you know, a reason to purchase with purpose because we give 10% of all profits back to to charities, to charities that support women's issues, but also include climate justice and social change. And so we want women to feel like they're they're going to get exceptional wine, but wine is about connect the connector, right? So wine is going to help us connect and reach women around the country, um, and we're going to give them rich and relevant content, and that they can connect and make a difference in the world. And I think that there is a need for. This I love because... that purchase with a purpose, Jill. You had me at purchase with a purpose. I love that because <laughs> right if we're going to spend money, <laughs> if we're going to spend money, we might as well be smart and spend our money on things that are actually going to make the world a better place to live in for all of us. Don't make me say it. Nobody, (laughs) nobody wins unless all of us are winning. At the end of the day, we pay the price if somebody's not winning. So who is your consumer? Who's like your, your average consumer? Well, interestingly enough, what we did all the research, our two, our two core audiences are you know, Gen, Gen Z, um, who are of drinking age, and millennials, and then 53 to 74, which is in, or 54 to 72, because what's interesting is I'm 53, so I'm not even in the core audience. But really, it's, it's all women. It's, it's, I know, it's, it's like, uh, but it's, it's all women who drink and I, uh, of drinking age. And I think, I think what we all can relate to, Brenda, um, and even – the younger generation is, I mean, they want to support companies that are making a difference and, and give them a reason to support something. And for, for me, you know, we, we have a, you know, our club is called The Swarm because a swarm of, a group of dragonflies is called The Swarm. We don't want to call it a club because we believe it's more of a social movement. And it's, you know, when you join, you're making a difference. And we know when you're opening up a bottle of 10 roll sellers and you get a box and it's talking about the causes that we're supporting and we're having, you know, conversations about the, the issues that are meaningful to women across this country that it's that wine that connects us and allows us to have the platform to have these conversations and being in all digital platforms. Now, one question I have, Jill, because I know our time is short. I want to get a couple more questions with you. Sure, I think please. what you're doing is amazing because you are absolutely in a space that we know, especially during COVID, people are doing more at home beverages like wine and do you find it challenging in any way to get out there and develop a woman-owned business in the wine world? What were the challenges you faced? Well, I think the biggest challenge is, is thinking outside of the box. Um, we're not doing things the way the traditional wine or industry is. Or outside the bottle is the case maybe. Out, yeah, outside the bottle. I mean, 99.9% of our industry uses antiquated technology. So we're using Shopify, which is the number one e-commerce platform in the world and we've built all the technology around it so that we can use we we can you know deliver rich and relevant content um, including concerts and cooking classes and wine education we can we can um, literally ship anywhere in the u.s Um, because we don't have a there there a tasting room we can bring in grapes from women-owned farmers and viticulturists all over the world and produce this world-class wine and now we can reach our customer 
Um, and, and because we control them end-to-end, because they're not going into a store or a tasting room, we know what so our customers want. So you actually are shipping directly. So you're not actually going through a tasting room or a store. It's direct. No, so people want direct, the wine. They need to get on your website and get it. Ah, okay. Yes, so we'll Penel, make sure Penel at the end of the show. That, com. Yes. Okay, there you go, guys. And we'll do it again at the end of the show to catch it. And it's very important, I can't emphasize this enough, that we think about spending our dollars to do good in the world. I love it that you said that. Purchase with a purpose. So what do you mean, Jill? You've talked about this concept of soul-to-soul communication. What does that mean to you? Well, I, you know, I, I think it really is, um, if, if we're all being true to ourselves and we're speaking from our heart, the second I, I created Teneral Cellars, it was like everything just, you know how it's like a track just when you're building like a train track for your kids, it's like the, the mm-hmm. track just click, clicks into place. And I think when you are aligned with your heart and mind, um, and even when you're making wine, when you, are, when you are making it with love, people can taste that. And I, and I think as we build this company and we are bringing a diversity of experiences and voices and tackling the equity issues, and we bring all that together, um, you know, I, I think the soul, it's going to be all, all of these souls and hearts coming together so that we can, you know, create this amazing bubble and energy throughout this country. And, you know, Tenerol, you know, I think the one thing I would love to share is the definition of Tenerol is claiming yeah, please, your power within. Please. Yeah, it's a, so Tenerol is the act of claiming your power within to transform the world with grit and grace, always being always becoming and that always being always becoming is is you know is that transformation it's being a better person today than i was yesterday and knowing that tomorrow now that I'm going has to be something a to do person. with a dragonfly doesn't the word general has something to do with dragonfly it does so, so that's general, the metaphor was about the dragonfly yeah well general is the state it's a scientific state when a dragonfly comes out of its cast and its wings are, are colorless and it can't fly has no power, and within days it gets that power and the full color in its wings and takes off. And that's about, you know, that's the metaphor with women. We, we have that power within us, and we need to claim it. And I was feeling like I was being very tamed in this industry for the last few years, and it's time for me to come out of my cast and to, to you know, spread my wings and show my colors and uh, take off and, and fly with grit and grace and to act every day with grit and grace um, and transform. I love so, it because that's exactly what your whole wine business, the impetus behind it is grit, grace, soul to soul, purchase, you know, with purpose, all of it. So I see this continuity in the idea behind your brand. And personally, I feel very excited about it. Now, You've been an entrepreneur. There are a lot of women listening right now, Jill, who are thinking, well, wow, she found her niche. You know, she's in the wine industry. She's a pioneer there. What about other women who want to start a business? What would be your suggestions for them? Well, I think the most important thing is to surround yourself with good people. Uh, There are so many amazing women, and I think we all need to have our own board of directors or our own um, you know, uh, power group around us. I, you know, I, women need to ask for support. Uh, and, and whether it's from finances to marketing to sales to legal, um, but I think you have to start first with finding that passion and purpose because being an entrepreneur is like being on a roller coaster and you have to be willing to 
you know, go up the roller coaster and come down the roller coaster. Um, but I think it's really important that you have a great network around you. Uh, but the resources are there. There's so many great organizations that support women entrepreneurs. Um, you know, when you are more successful, you can get into groups like Women Presidents Organization. But there are a lot of uh, support organizations that help women get off the ground, give them grants. Um, and so I, I think it's so important to follow your passion because I've done a lot of things. And, you know, this is, even though I've loved what I, I do, what I love and I love what I do for the first time in a really long time, Tenoral Sellers is, has me fully aligned with who I am from the inside out. And, and when you're like that, there's, there's no one you won't ask for support and there's nothing you won't do. To, to ensure that a company like this is successful. Now, speaking of support, su- yeah, speaking of support, Jill, have you found that you're treated differently because you're a woman-owned winery? Has there been any difference in the treatment that you get? Or the well, banks treat you differently? What are you finding? Uh, well, I think in general that there's been, been a yes to that, but now I'm actually going out and my audience is women. So, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've been out there, you know, working and looking for uh, female investors, looking for obviously females uh, and a diversity of women to bring into the business. Our customers are women. So it feels really good um, and amazing, quite frankly, how much meeting one person can then catapult into 10 people, into 100 people. And um, that's the kind of energy that we're putting out with this brand. So when we did, we just had a, you know, a virtual tasting for California Women Lead who support women running for local, state, national office, as well as supporting them getting board, uh, seats on board so that we could have a, a seat at the table. You, we did, once we did that, then it was everyone was so excited about that. Then they went and told other people, and they're coming to the site, and they're buying wine ah, for their Ah, that's fantastic. Or, so the word of yeah. mouth is out there. The word on the street is a woman-owned winery is way, way cool. And women do get excited. You know, when you've been part of a group that in any way has been marginalized, when somebody else goes through the door, all anyone can do is cheer about it. So, Jill, is there anything you want to leave us with about your fantastic journey? A woman breaking into a traditionally male industry. Is there anything that you didn't share that you know you want to share with our audience? You know, I just really believe that, um, and Brenda, you and I have talked about this. I, I think when women realize the power that we have collectively, that when we start really, really supporting each other, that the world will change. I mean, I, I you know, when I was interviewing um, Mona Pastille recently, and she was the first uh, lieutenant governor of the state of California, she said the difference between women and men who lead is that, especially in politics, they might have to make tough decisions, but everyone will have food on the table. And I think, you know, if we start supporting each other in businesses like this, there's two things that are going to happen. One is they, they will be the best practices for how to run a company that has a really healthy culture, you know, is helping make an impact in the world and also, um, you know, growing a successful business. But I think, the, you know, the, there will be, uh, you know, I think it's a kinder, gentler way. It's not saying that I'm not, you know, I've got plenty of grit. And trust me, I'll, I'll, I'll fight, you know, to the earth for my sisters and, and my family. 
but I think, you know, it's, it's just so important for us to really understand the impact of when we support each other. And uh, our, our good friend Phyllis Newhouse, you know, created Shoulder Up so that we can stand up and speak up and shoulder up with each other. And the power of that when we do um, can literally change yeah, the world. Yeah, and you know, you're making me think immediately, of course, of what has happened under COVID and that of the countries that did the best under COVID, the majority <laughs> of those countries were led by women. And <laughs> Jacinda right. Ardner, I mean, she just won in a landslide victory in New Zealand. She's my hero because yeah. she leads with her heart. You know, there was a massacre yeah. in her country. She put on hajib and went to comfort the families, the Muslim families who had lost loved ones, who had been the victims of this horrible, bloody crime. And there's... Part of why we need to have women-led businesses like yours, general sellers, we need to have women who are leading in every arena because it brings balance. And I'm just going to say this from wearing my hat as a psychologist. This is not a put-down on men. This is just understanding basic science, guys. Women's brains are designed differently. We have three times the verbal center and the emotional center in our brains. So it means we are capable of bringing more of that concern for the other, and that's a balance. It's great, you know, that men can go out, you know, and their brain is wired the way that it is. But we need balance for this world to be in balance, for your business to be in balance, your family to be in balance. You know, find that point where you're saying to yourself, I am, whether you're male or female, it doesn't matter, or whatever gender identity you have, think about how can I be part of the solution? Because if there's anything I want you to take away from what Jill Osier just shared, you can hear how passionately her business and everything else she does in her life is about finding solutions that make the world better. Jill, what an absolute pleasure to get to talk with you. Now tell people how they can reach Teneral Cellars and get some of your fantastic wine. Well, you can go to Teneral Cellars, T-E-N-E-R-A-L, Cellars, C-E-L-L-A-R-S.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. And we have a fabulous uh, introductory three-pack with a, a, a rosé, a chardonnay, and a, an awesome untamed red blend. And then $10 goes back to um, some charities that we're supporting. We're about to switch over charities, so I'll let you go on the, the website and see that. But, you know, we, we'd love your support, and we'd love for you, for your listeners to think about us for holiday gifts, um, for the people in their lives that would love to receive the gift that also is making a difference in the world. Uh, and we've got some great content, so follow us, and you can become more educated in wine and food and uh, learning about new great artists, um, but also some wonderful charities that we're supporting. Wow. Thank you so much, Jill Osier, the founder, owner of Teneral Winery, everybody. And I will tell you, full disclosure, I got to taste some of Jill's wine, and it is quite lovely, Jill. So thank you for that. And before you go, everyone, let me remind you to run, not walk to Eventbrite and grab your seat. We want your holidays to be truly bright and merry, no family drama and trauma, please. Especially under COVID, global pandemic, we've never had a holiday season like this. Get thee to Eventbrite, grab your seat for holiday love, question mark. 
seven powerful secrets to your best love now. And I'm going to call it avoid family drama under COVID holidays. Okay. So it's my pleasure to be with you. Big thank you to our executive producer, Mr. Cliff Dunning. Thank you, Cliff. And to all of you modern lovers, I'll see you on November 14th. That's not this coming Saturday, but the next one for Holiday Love, Seven Secrets to Have Your Best Holidays Ever. All right, everyone, have a wonderful week and many, many blessings. Bye for now.